Welcome, everyone. We're here. We're out of battery live, and we are off to the races. It looks like we just lost Swarm, but let's get started anyway. So we have a very good show for you guys today. Um, the guest of honor is the one, the only, the mag magician himself, Danny Meatball. And uh, our host lineup, we've got me, I'm Cape, we've got Bit and Swarm and Justin. And I think it's going to be a, a great show this week. Um, to kick things off, you know, with a bang, we, we're just jumping straight in to the featured build this week. So this week, we're, we're using some picks from Justin. So I'm going to throw them up right now. All right. All right. What am I looking at, Justin? Uh, Beretta 950BS. So this one doesn't have the safety installed because I'm lazy and, uh, you know, who needs safeties, really? Uh, this one's chambered uh, 25 ACP, I believe. 22 short is uh, most of the kits that people are running around with. Uh, the 22 short, I believe, testing's complete. 25 ACP, there's a little more testing we're going to get done. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's it. So um, we've got another one here. Is this second frame also the, the 25 ACP? Correct. And this same, one does have the one. safety installed? Uh, that one also doesn't have the safety installed. This is uh, okay. an older frame. The The white frame's the newest, I think. Maybe not the newest, but a newer frame than the, the black and red frame. The black and red frame uh, doesn't even have a place to install the safety because who needs safeties, right? Yeah. <laughs> who Who's deving this one? Um, so I want to say Arison and now I'm going to I'm going to draw a blank on it. I'm not going to remember. Johnny. Johnny, Johnny 852, yep. I think. That's yep. Johnny 852 and Arison are the main two. Er, uh, Snow, I guess that's who is who it is. Uh, I just been into that room a whole bunch. Just you know, I had a kit like a little pocket gun. Who doesn't want a little, uh, you know, a little pocket pistol? So yeah, there it is. I so enjoy also... breaking this as much as possible. So, <laughs> how many times have you broken yours during testing? Uh, I think I'm on my like eighth frame. I'm really okay. good at breaking them because I, it's they're so finicky because they're like little parts and I'm just like, smash it with a hammer. <laughs> um, we also for this guy we also have this. So this is you know this is very much a work in progress. So you know bear with us. But this is the current, you know. Uh, prototype version of the trailer for this. So let's throw this up. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's going to be a, a fun one when it comes out. Just a little, little tiny 
little tiny guy. You know, sometimes you need a mouse gun. That's right. Sometimes um, you only can uh, carry it in your prison pocket. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't <laughs> want to be carrying the, the AR when that's your holster. Um, so the, the other thing I wanted to talk about before we get into the actual show. So we were going to do this segment called uh, the Gat Labs or the Gat Caves, where people submit photos of their build areas, you know, keep out all the doxing stuff, but, you know, show us your cool setup that you've got for your printer room. And uh, we did not receive that many submissions, so we're going to wait, because a lot of people said that they needed to clean before they sent theirs in. So I'm, I'm looking <laughs> at you guys who uh, need to clean. Finish cleaning and send us those pictures. So for right now, we are going to put that on uh, the episode with Sheridan, which I believe is June 4th. So on June 4th, send us the pictures before then, or you don't get to participate. The good news is if you do participate, Bitplum, the nylon Don himself, has gotten a roll of coax nylon for you. And whoever wins the user poll, you know, the, the chat gets to vote. And whoever wins the poll that week wins the roll of coax filament. Filament, uh, uh, fill of your choice. Is your shop the shit? Show us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turtles is mid clean right now. Are pretty sweet. Um, so th that is it for the preliminary stuff. So uh, we have Danny here. Why don't you take it away, bit? Danny Mag King, we've been trying Danny. to get you on for like three months. Glad you're here. Oh yeah, I'm glad to be here. Very excited. So, who's your favorite person in Guncat, and why is it Cape? Oh, <laughs> uh, I love Cape so much. Uh, one of my best friends. And I can't tell you how excited I was when I pulled up to the airport in Florida and he was sitting there waiting. I was like, such a handsome man. I'm so excited for this. And then <laughs> the ride down. It, it was Augustine pretty wild. Was sailing. Dude, I, when I got there, I did not know what to expect. So I was extremely glad that you were the first person I met. We had a great time. Dude. Absolutely. I loved every second of it. Destiny. Mm -hmm. Okay, so tell us, how did you get into GunCAD? What was the first thing you ever saw? What, have you seen, you were 3D printing before you started GunCAD? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, we had a, Robert, we had a 3D printer at work. Um, and I thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. It uh, turns out it was a MakerBot replicator. So it was, uh, the worst thing in the world, but <laughs> cool if you don't know. Right. Um, so maybe like a year later, I bought my CR 10, which is still going. This was like in 2015. So she's chugging along, um, and just gotten into 3d printing. Most of the stuff I printed was, uh, more stuff for the 3d printer like tool holders and light bars and the typical stuff that you print um and then i got a um i got a uh the sight of, of cody wilson and what he was doing with the liberator and i was like this is absolutely fascinating and kind of hopped on board a little bit uh then but it was all kind of just a novelty then you know what i mean with the liberator it's, it's nothing fancy and then 
um, many, many years later, maybe like six months ago, I finally got into Are We Cool Yet? And I was like, this has gone way further than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at now. So you kind of just out of the game for a while, printer just sitting idle or what? Um, I mean, I would, there would be months at a time where the printer wouldn't print anything. Um, it was kind of like a come and go, like I get into printing, but I just print like these little trinkets or whatever. I need like a little bracket here or there. Was there any like model you saw a YouTube video? Was there anything like, Oh man, I got to get back into this. I'm gonna go check this out. Yeah. Uh, the SVTR, I don't, if you guys follow me a little bit, you'll know that, um, I'm just a sucker for SVTRs. The wall is chock full of them right there. I think there's three sitting over there. Um, and I went and hunted down the beta. I think it was on Keybase at first until I got the files. I was one of those guys that went in uh, just to get files and then kind of scurry away. Yep, there they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad I can I can now uh, give my contribution to the community instead of just snatching <laughs> files and running. Um, Former so file goblin turned mad yeah, that's king. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, <laughs> but Logsleeve himself actually invited me into the, the beta space. Um, and that's kind of where it all started. Nice. Nice. Quite a ride, hasn't it? It's, <laughs> yeah, it absolutely has. Um, it's what dreams are made of, I'll tell you that. You heard the bounty for your head is like 250K from Magpul right now. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll offer me a job instead. <laughs> a fine compromise. So, what was so- the first uh, gun cad thing you ever printed? Was it the SPTR? I... No, it was. Um... I don't even remember who made it. Oh, a Vanguard. I think it was a Vanguard AR uh, receiver. Um, really bulky looking thing, all plastic, no like metal reinforcements. I remember I, I printed it in like five walls like an idiot and took it to the <laughs> range. I got three shots off and the buffer tube just popped right off. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> but then we went from that to all the stuff we're seeing now in the community out of nylons and and just these like forever style guns. I think it's absolutely crazy how far we've come. Awesome. When that so, buffer tube cracked, did you uh, did you shit your pants a little bit? <laughs> no, because it wasn't. It didn't like explosively come from together. It was like shooting, and I was and something. It just felt kind of off, and I like like went to look at my gun, and the buffer tube was like, "All right, dog, I'm out." And I'm like, "Sweet." <laughs> And the range guy was like, that's neat. And I was like, I guess, yeah. And then uh, that first big failure always scares you. It doesn't feel good. No. Was that your worst fail? Um, mm, I've had a couple of like cracked receivers. The shittiest fail is when a Glock cracks and your your hand gets stuck in the crack on the back strap. That's never fun. Never fun. It's just bites. Worse than slide bite. Yeah. But I've never had the worst I've had was an out of battery, which wasn't even a, a failure in the print itself. So um, I've never had anything catastrophic happen. So what was the outer battery on? That was on an SVTR with the drum mag. There's a video of it hmm. uh, at the gunmakers match. I got off pretty okay. lucky on that one. I didn't get fragged or anything. I got a, a little bit of like powder particulate to the face, but. Um, mm-hmm. I made it out pretty, pretty scot-free on that one. Hmm. 
I've had a couple of those, and those uh, they they'll make you pucker a little bit. And then when you're cleaning your face after, you're like, "Wow, I feel like I must have just head dived into some mud or something like that." Because your face just feels real dirty afterwards. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you got it's, it's shit fun. everywhere. It's like a normal Saturday night for a bit. Yeah, sick bird. <laughs> Once upon a time. <laughs> So I have a question for you from Ooh. Otto got it. So uh, Ooh told me that I needed to ask that. Uh, is that you know, what you're calling him? Is Ooh? Is that not how I you call, say it? I call him EWW, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I asked I like him. Ooh. He said it was I like Ooh. ooh. <laughs> okay. It's pretty. I'm into Ooh. Okay. Um, I love that. So. Too, by the way. Yeah, yeah he's, he fucking rocks, dude. Yeah, he does. Um, so he asked me to uh, ask, you know, when you started CAD, it wasn't that long ago, right? Like, w when did you start learning CAD? Um, it was late last year, probably like October, November time frame. So his question was, ago. how do you go from uh, starting six months ago to being the goddamn titan that you are today? Like, what I, did you do anything in particular to practice or what happened? Yeah, I made a lot of mags in CAD. No, um, <laughs> uh, it's honestly... I see some of the CAD work out there and uh, I'm in awe of what everybody's able to do and like how beautiful the CAD looks, especially EWWs, which I call him. I'm going to keep calling him that. Um, <laughs> the stuff that he posts in the chat is absolutely gorgeous. It just looks beautiful. It's functional, all that stuff. My stuff is like, it's like if I made it in Tinkercad, but instead I made it in Fusion. You know what I mean? It's blocky, it's boring, it's whatever, but it works. And I guess that's kind of what's important. But to answer the question, um, I just spend hours at a time in CAD. I'll just sit down and, and I know that when I sit down and open Fusion, I'm ready to spend the next three, four hours in there because I just get sucked into it, right? Um, and it's very intuitive for me. I don't know if it's like how my brain works or whatever, but I, I thoroughly enjoy it. The problem solving inside, um, pushing the delete key a billion times until it fixes exactly what I want it to fix. So anybody who works in Fusion knows what I'm talking about. Have you experimented at all with other CAD programs? Um, a little bit. I was a mentor for a robotics team at a local high school here. Um, and they used Onshape. Um, mm. It's very familiar. Um, just it has its nuances, its little differences, but um, uh, it's all it's all pretty much the same. I mean, I started in Tinkercad just like everybody else. Um, but other than that, I've been Fusion 360 the rest of the time. Swarm uh, didn't look like he agrees with the take that everyone starts in Tinkercad. <laughs> I mean the plebeians start in Tinkercad. Yeah, oh, sure. Poor Most people. people. Just go, you just go right to Creo and you're good. No, you're the only person I've heard who said they've uh, they've gone with Onshape as like one of the early kind of leave. I absolutely will not. I know who posted that. Uh, we'll, we'll have conversation after this. No, Onshape is cool. Um, that one, you can get that for free too. I think that's another one that's it's a mm. web-based. Um, that's PTC's technology. They uh, You can get that license for if not free, dirt cheap, and they're pretty good. Too. You can get everything for free. Pirates start with SolidWorks, though. 
you know that's that's fair okay <laughs> so i guess the reason i asked if you've experimented with anything else is you said that you found cad very intuitive and i guess my question was do, did you find other programs intuitive like you find cad in fusion 360 intuitive or is it because i don't know I feel like uh, most people, the intuition for a CAD program is limited to one. Like the other ones sort of don't work with their brain. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you that trying to get back, like um, the high school team was, I think, sponsored by Onshape, and that's why they used it. Um, and once you get the pat past the initial learning curve that any new software, regardless of whether it's CAD or whatever, any new software you have, um, the concepts are all the same. So I, I don't think it's the actual Fusion software that's so intuitive. I think it's the conceptual aspect of CAD and how to make your sketches or get it to do exactly what you want it to do that that is pretty intuitive in my mind. You know what I mean? Check out okay. me. I, I mean, I, I had a 3D... Uh animation background many many years in, in a former life of mine and it's i think it's the same thing it's just uh going from like a maya to a 3ds back in the early 2000s was a similar thing the the concept's all the same you just have to figure out where that button is right. that you know from whatever else you've been working with so going from one application to another is just learning the hotkeys the new buttons or whatever what have you yeah, honestly, the hardest part of Fusion to get used to is when you click on something to do, there's another window that you have to go interact with that that is is that's the most unintuitive thing is like you expect it to do what you want it to do, but there's another interaction you have to do. There's a whole second step. Uh, but once you get past that, it, it's 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 not terribly difficult. Hi, Robert. Are you also a Fusion guy swarm? I, uh, I am. Until this license runs out, I have a startup license right now, um, which oh. for all of you aspiring business people out there, uh, Fusion will give you a set of, I think it's like 10 licenses uh, as part of a, a quote unquote startup, which is the uh, uninhibited free um, full on license. Uh, once that runs out, I'll go back to Creo for sure. And but, those are, uh, are those annual ahead. licenses? Like the startup year? one is, yeah, you get a year of it and then you have to re-up your, your startup. Um, you do have to demonstrate an actual willingness to start a business, have a business plan. It's not just like a, me and Joe Bob are going to make widgets and sell them at the farmer's market. You have to, yeah. you have to like, that seems like a there. solid business plan swarm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess you could. Yeah, no, I, uh, I got lucky and I, um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm helping with the startup. So uh, works out. Aren't we all? I mean, you can also get an educate if you have an education uh, or a, a school email. I think you can just get an education license for Fusion, right? Uh, and SolidWorks, you can use your kid's school email address too. <laughs> Nailed it! Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So everybody's also, trying to get five year old is going to start there using SolidWorks next week, guys. My five year old, yeah. she's on it. Good for a year. You get a subscription to uh, EAA. Uh-huh. Start me up. So what was the thing you worked on, Danny? I mean, all right. So I remember when you came around 
in the Uh-oh. beginning. Oh, look, look at this profile here. <laughs> I remember you, you had your own like dev room before you were like a member in the team, right? Was that accurate? It was shortly after I became a member of the team. Okay. It was the like a week after. after. Sure. Like yeah, maybe was... less than 24 hours. Right. <laughs> yeah. So... Got his votes next day. Got a room. Do you want the story or what? Yeah, <laughs> long or short of it, I'll give you the medium of it. So my the history with the team started with uh, the SVTR, of course, because I'm a sucker for the SVTR. Um, and I was in the beta, and there was a couple of guys in there that were working on this 3D printed mag, and they were having these difficulties. And I was just learning Fusion at the time, and I was like, "It's a perfect time to learn even more about Fusion." I was like, "How hard could it be?" And this is just going to be like a, a sweet weekend project. Uh, I was terribly wrong, uh, not just a weekend project, but it did get me uh, <laughs> super into fusion. Um, so I'm, I'm de- developing this mag or whatever, and I've, I find the secret sauce and like how to get the rounds to get where we want them to be, so on and so forth. And I give him this mag and it starts working out. And Invader Zip's like, hey, man, like you should come join like these other betas. I was like, what are you talking about? I can't see him. He's like, oh, you're not on the team? I was like, nope. He's like, sweet, come on in. And I'm like, awesome. So I got my interview, got in. Um, and at the same time, he was uh, still devving the arc. And he was like, hey, man, can you make some Glock mags for it? And I was like, I'll give it a shot. And then we made all these Glock mags in different sizes and calibers. And then I was like, hey, can I get a room for these? And then it kind of turned into my dev room, which turned into everything that you see on the screen now. <laughs> That's quite the progression. It happened really quickly. <laughs> I blacked out. Where, what happened? Really Where am I? When Pretty you were much. new to the team, you uh, like reached out and you had that that absolute abomination bullpupped SVTR. Do we have okay. any good pictures of that? Yeah, it's it's an abomination. You, you got to admit, absolutely beautiful. Okay. <laughs> And I have one sitting around here somewhere, and I haven't fired it because I'm terrified. I remember getting that message and thinking to myself, like, okay, first off, who is this guy? And secondly, how do you even think that, like, that's what you want to do? I mean, like, it's it's beautiful in, like, a a really, like, horrible nuclear holocaust mutated kind of way, I guess. It's beautiful in uh, something (laughs) only its mother can love kind of way. Yeah, like your disformed child. Yeah. Uh, so the only reason I made this um, is because I said I would during my interview, and it was really good <laughs> practice. Um, knowing what I know now, I've done things a whole lot differently, and it's still not done yet. Um, we're going to continue this project when I run out of things to do. Um, but there it is. It's just an the SVTR. Great. Yeah, you like that? So it's just an AR-15 fire control group in the back with a really long trigger bar that just pushes the trigger. Yeah, it's an SVTR that I just chopped the grip off and threw it up front and then found a way to pull the trigger from I think, the front. That's I think it. all bullpups are the same way, right? It's yeah. the same thing. It's the same concept. So there it is. It's beautiful. <laughs> I bought I'm, face I'm to making it fun of it, but it really is impressive. That is super cool. <laughs> To take something like that that is so different and then to just do that for the hell of it, that's how you get better. Um, that that really that's pretty cool, man. It was it was really fun. Um, I was really new to CAD when I started doing that. So all those little chamfers and fillets you see up front, um, it's just a shit show and there's no undoing it. So mm-hmm. 
All right. Oh, what what's else the what's the most what's the most fun project you've catted on so far? Fun prod. That is yeah, the redacted what have you enjoyed? one. Okay. The redacted one that you can't see right there. there. Okay. Yeah. So the you, most recent uh, is the most fun. Which one? The most recent one is the most fun one. Yes, uh, I've had oh. I had an absolute blast creating it. Excellent. Get it a blast. Oh, I, had, I, oh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so why is it that the most recent one was the most fun? Was it the nature of the project here? I'm just going to advance here. Wait, I'm just going to advance to <laughs> that so we can see it. But oh. um, is is it the nature of the project itself? Or is it that now you feel so overwhelmingly comfortable catting? It was fun because it came out of nowhere um i came out of nowhere (laughs) it was i believe it was one of the after parties and trout was talking about 37 millimeter launchers um and i was like we had talked about the pumping grind for so long and i was like i'm just gonna see what i can do see what i can gen up some concepts whatever um and I spent three days at home. I took like a week off from work, not to dev this, but it turned out that all I did was dev this. <laughs> um, and this is what I got. And three days. It came out of Fuck. nowhere and it was a lot of fun and a lot of engineering challenges and a lot of problem solving. It's just all the stuff that I enjoy doing um, is included in this project. So so we went um, from drum mag to this in three days. What's next week? <laughs> What's that's, next so week? that's that's the question. Got, I think like, I think he's what doing a mini gun next week. How do I top this? Because I enjoy <laughs> so I have a lot of small projects that I do, right? A lot of small odds and ends, little mags that I do for people here and there, and like small stuff like that. Um, but I I need like an anchor project, right? That I'm doing. So it was the Glock mags at first, um, then it was the drum mag, and now it's this. So um, I feel like this is gonna take up a lot of time to develop not necessarily like i'm not going to stop like working three more on days. my smaller project yeah we'll see about that with all my <laughs> printers being down which i think we're going to get to later uh. um so this is like super pre-alpha i'm still i haven't printed all the parts yet uh, i've printed a lot of the parts um but we're getting all the little nuances uh, figured out before i i start letting other people print it because i'm not trying to have everybody waste their filament because i know a lot of people that are interested like to print in nylons um, and that is a lot of nylon uh, that will be uh, wasted if I need to make a small change, which happens all the time. So, um, but we are steadily moving towards uh, an alpha. At this point, do you have the elevator and pump sort of working? Um, yes, but again, it has its nuances. Would you like to see it? I would. Yeah. Okay. I would love to see it. Also, want to know what the max shell length is uh max shell length i think we said is like 95 millimeters but that what can is change. that in american now oh god i don't know <laughs> i think three just over three inches three okay. inches for shell length but i think you can have a little bit more protrusion so here it is um so you see these little cams right here um this is based off of the gm94 um russian grenade launcher um not exactly but you you get it 
And no, this is not a functional firearm. It is actually <laughs> not even a functional signaling device. It doesn't even function yet. <laughs> so as we lift the top here, you'll see these little pusher arms. Right? So those interact. This is the magazine up top. So as it pushes the rounds down and through and you pump, the cams interact with these arms and pushes the round. That's hard to do. There we go. Pushes the round down into the little breech area, and then you would pull the barrel over the round pretty much, um, chambering the next round. And nice. then the next round that you pump pushes the spent shell out, so on and so forth. If you look at the GM94, uh, you'll, you'll get the, the concept of it. I didn't realize it was uh, mag over barrel. So it's actually yeah, like a sort yeah. of a reverse right, elevator right. thing. Right. And that's I, my opinion. That's what makes it easier. It's just an arm that pushes the next shell down instead of having to lift and like do all this other stuff. Gravity's um, super helpful. It really is. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> Absolutely. So be on the lookout for that. We're trying to make it in different lengths. Right now, I think I have a 20-inch barrel. Um, and I think we can get all the way down to probably like 12 inches, um, which obviously affects your magazine length. Well, I guess it doesn't. You can have a longer magazine and a shorter barrel. It'll just look kind of dumb. We're no strangers to looking dumb, so I'm sure someone That's will true. do it. I mean, we just looked at the, the bull Mac, so yes. I, uh, <laughs> That's I not understand. dumb. It's special. <laughs> I'm going to make Swarm's project with a longer magazine than a barrel, so... Yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> hey, as long as you shoot it, I don't care, man. Do you have uh, Do you have a name for this yet, Danny? Is there a, a working title? No, and I've been historically terrible with names. I didn't come up with the drum, the drum that was Invader Zip's idea, which we kind of adopted. Uh, everything else has been super basic, which is like the DMB seventeen, nineteen, whatever. Uh, or Danny Stenmags, or whatever it is. So just be on the lookout for like a really boring name. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta shoot it before you can name it. I mean, also yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get too attached to it. You know what I mean? In case it doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. Just like <laughs> a child, so modest, or a pet, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Robert, come here. <laughs> well, speaking okay. of names, where did uh, where did the meatball come from? That is a nickname that I have at work because um, I am Italian. Um, at the so... bread factory, right? Yes, at the bread factory, putting the zip ties on all the the bread loaves. That's amazing. Um, you guys print. You guys printed those zip the zip ties with the MakerBot, right? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, in our R and D. I got it. I got yours. I got you figured it. out. Yep. Um. So yeah, it was just my nickname. Um. And when I was coming up on the team, and I was like, put in a username. I was like, I don't. Danny Meatball sounds great. And uh, now it's my whole identity. So. Like it or not, that, that's me. Well, it's good you picked a nickname you've already used before, so it's not uh, super weird when people call you that because of the only the few times <laughs> that people said swarm at the match, I was like, who the fuck are they? Who calls themselves that? Oh, wait. So the it's only, good you picked a good name. The only downside <laughs> is my nickname is DMB, and I've heard uh, all of the Dave Matthews band jokes, but... It, it comes it comes with it all right i don't know if it's a good thing or not 
I'm pretty sure that's how you abbreviate dumb, so. Danny's meat plaster. (laughs) See, and that's what I've been waiting for on this launcher. Everybody wants to make, like, these meat stick jokes or the the meat balls for the drums. So I can't Mm -hmm. imagine what they're going to come up with for for the launcher. I'm sure it's going to have only dick jokes here. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Very cool. So what's the next thing after uh, after the launcher is complete? What what's the next thing, or what's the grail gun? Uh, uh, my grail gun? Yeah, sure. My grail? It, I don't see. I get asked that. The people like to ask that a lot, especially in like they interviews. Do. Um, I mean, I personally, I chose a basic bitch grail gun, which is an MP7, um, which plenty of people are deving MP7 style platforms. So. Um, I'm all for it. I want an MP7. I think they're beautiful guns. Uh, I'm a sucker for sub guns. So, yeah, that's that's my answer. I'm sticking to it. It's a good answer. So then you're gonna start making the BNT mags next. Is that what you said? The BN what? <laughs> the BNT mags, APC9 mags. Oh, for all the sub guns out there, for all those baller sub guns out there. I mean, I can't. I just made a <laughs> 5.7 magazine, so I'm ready. Literally just today, I threw one together for. Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to reveal who's making it, so we'll just. There's hey, a 5.7 right. mag floating out there. Hey, there's a there's a 5.7 sitting on the desk over here. There's a 5.7 sitting down there. I mean, mm. I'm ready for 5.7 stuff. <sighs> Me too. Except the ammo is like a dollar a round. <laughs> it's a bit pricey for my blend. I'll just stick Sound with some hollow points for 69 cents around posted the other oh. day. Nice. And you didn't post it in the group or what? Oh, no, no they probably failed like, to extract how it's on. <laughs> you had the you same just, opportunity I did. You just bought it all for yourself. <laughs> I actually didn't get any. Mm. He's tried to shoot all his 5.7 already, but he keeps failing at it. A little bit. <laughs> oh, 81 cents around. Hey, I'm I'm right behind him. I'm also failing miserably at shooting five seven. So, I mean, we're shooting it. We're just not shooting it the way we want to be shooting it. We're not. It's yeah, we're not shooting more than really want to develop yet, but haven't. Yeah. Um, can I address that question? You sure yeah, can. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. I there is no weird mag that I really want to develop but haven't yet because it's always somebody with some obscure ass gun that comes up and it's like, Hey man, mags are like a thousand dollars for this gun. Like, can you develop it so I can print it? And I'm like, uh, like, sure. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I still owe Jack a, and I'm probably going to get this wrong. It's like a 1913 Mauser pistol. It's hideous, uh, but he loves it to death. And I still owe him a magazine for that. So uh, there's your answer. No, it's, I don't even Let's see. Let me Google it. It's like this really <laughs> old gun. And he's like, oh, my granddad gave it to me, or I found it, or whatever. Yeah. Do you get tired of the constant requests? Like, for oh, yes. reference, for <laughs> other people, there yeah, were like three or four separate requests today in Danny's channel. It's a. Uh... It's, the Mag King, know. not the Mag Slave, guys. Yeah. He gets an <laughs> equal number of Mag requests as I get for please come to this beta tomorrow. It's, yeah. So it's like, I don't, if I, 
and I don't want to sound selfish or like an asshole, but it's like if I am going to put a bunch of work into a CAD design. So like you see on the screen right now, all those red mags on the bottom right, um, they're all like different variations of each other, right? Super easy to make, just chop and screw one of my existing designs into whatever fits your mag well. Um, so I can pump those out pretty easy. But if you're looking for like a real obscure magazine that's only going to fit like two people's needs like that's a lot of hours that you have to put in to do that um and it's not like i don't want to like if i have free time to do it i'll definitely do it but um, i'd rather spend my time developing something that benefits uh, a, a huge amount of people than just one or two and i so hope what that i heard you saying what i heard you saying is i need to find a dev to dev either a ghm or apc9 then you'll make a magazine. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. When you start so, start printing Swiss Swiss guns, and then we'll be good to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I don't know. Glock mags super common. Every gun takes Glocks. Glock mags. Ten twenty two. Uh, I started developing an AR fifteen mag uh, for fun. Um, stick mags. Like I said, I made. The SVTR mag was my first one, and it's been super easy to just modify those to like, I don't know, a Tech Nine mag or whatever it is, a Sten mag. Those are super like quick, short, twenty minutes in CAD. You got a whole another mag going, um, but like a nineteen whatever Mauser, like that's just gonna take some time <laughs> to do. So. So now, how do you approach something like, um, I know you're working with Sheridan on his upcoming Tommy gun, and uh, he mentioned that you were doing a mag for that. Um, when you are going to be creating something completely brand new, so when you're not matching to existing critical dimensions, um, do you have a process in which you, you say, okay, I'd like it to have these characteristics because I have carte blanche, or is it pretty much you just stick with something you've done in the past and, and modify it to whatever they're giving you. Um, so you'll see down the line of these magazines, they all have the exact same feed lips, right? So with the 45, um, surprise, surprise, it's just a Sten mag that I made a little bit wider to accept 45. There's a little bit of, of test and fit here and there. Um, but there, I found feed lips that work really well. And I've just been reusing them until I need to design something new. So to answer your question, uh, like the 5.7 mag that I had to do today, which is double feed, um, you just kind of, usually the developers will send me a step file of their magwell, which helps a ton, of course. Um, and you just kind of start from scratch. You run a few calculations, which uh, anybody who's looking into getting into magazines, the special number is... 1.866 times the maximum case diameter is how wide you want the inside for it to seat into a perfect double stack. I know that sounds really weird. I found it in a Google article and it's been Clip working it, ever since. Clip it. That's right. So, so that what, is, what is the secret sauce. What is the sort of uh, first principles reason for that? Um, so I can assume, and let me grab another bullet or a couple so I can show you. Um, I don't know who came up with the math, but uh, it's been working, so it's clearly not terribly wrong. Um, but point one point eight six six, uh, there we go, is 
how they fit into double stack. So what you want is you want the bullet above to be pushing on the bullet below. So you don't have outward pressure, you have downward pressure, and that will save the walls of your magazine, especially in 3D printed magazines. So you want all the force to kind of be going down instead of out. Um, and a lot of issues that you might see in some other printed magazines is like bowing of the walls. Um, and that's because the rounds don't really get into a full double stack. So you want them to be able to get into a full double stack. Does that make so sense or am I kind of over explaining? When um, you're looking it. at a sort of factory double stack, it, are you getting something in that range of overlap, like 14%-ish? Um, I can assume so. Not all factory magazines. And when you have steel magazines, you don't necessarily need to be as exact because the steel is one smooth enough and too strong enough that it won't just bow out um so a lot of those weird size mags like a 43x which isn't double stack but kind of like single and a half stack or whatever what what have you um they make up that space difference with just strength of steel right they have steel inserts um so they can get away with like a one and a half stack where 3d printing mm you'll get a lot of friction inside the magazine and it won't really work out for you, which it is what it is. So some, not all mags can be 3D printed. So we'll just put that out there now. So yeah. Yet. Uh, yes, yes. Once we Yet. get into powder, powder metal printing, <laughs> the possibilities are absolutely endless and I'm very excited for that. Danny, just so you know, with, uh, just so you know, it looks as good as yours. You could talk about anything you want. Yeah, <laughs> all the detail getting, you need. You getting frothy over there, or what? Such an incredible jawline. <laughs> that hair, though, I'm jealous. He has I a second white claw, so careful. I took a shower just for this podcast, so Ooh. I did my hair and everything. Put my fancy shirt on from Gunmakers Match. <laughs> is that the one you were wearing at the the GMM? I think so, yes. right? Yep. Hell yeah, it's, did. It's my favorite shirt. <laughs> What's that blue drink you're drinking? This is, and don't be upset. This is a Rain Inferno, which is a thermo. And oh, where is it? There it is. And some of this new Smirnoff Sour, which is berry lemon, absolutely delicious. Um, so it's kind of like a, a homemade four loco, if you will. Um, because when I drink alcohol, Swarm I get tired. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife's in the medical field too. She oh, doesn't no. know I'm drinking this. I'm sure if she did, she'd lost the bang. <laughs> disappointed, but you know, yeah. it is what it is. Smells like liver failure. That's something. I'm still young. I'll recover. <laughs> so you mentioned steel in your mags um one thing that so i've always seen it in the the glock factory mags and i've always kind of thought it was crazy we i haven't seen any printed mags that use them um where do you stand on incorporating metal into like feed lips things like that do you find yeah. it necessary is it is it just kind of hooey um the way i so i developed some steel lip mags back in the day back when my first svtr mags came out um, the way I incorporated them, they didn't really work out um, just because the epoxy, the way that the force was pushing the epoxy, the epoxy wasn't really made for it. I'm not against steel lip magazines. 
Um, I'm not necessarily for them either, either, because when you think about it, um, 3D printed magazines take maybe three to five hours to print, right? Um, and probably like a dollar or two of filament to complete. So if your printed magazines wear out, um, I'm a big proponent of just printing more, printing another body. They're disposable. Yeah. They're just load yeah. up. Every drop of your ammo should be loaded in a magazine. Yeah. Just load I don't... them in your disposable printed magazines. Toss them. Don't even look back. Go. Yeah, we've got hundreds of rounds through single mags before, and I think that's plenty. I am not a proponent, and in fact, I'm I'm against everyday carry of any printed anything really. I'm I do not recommend it if you have the means to buy OEM magazines or OEM guns, receivers, whatever. Always carry manufactured shit. I understand that not everybody can, or whatever the situation is. Um, but I would not rely on a printed magazine, no matter how good they are, no matter if they have metal feed lips or not. Um, just don't, Yet. don't carry printed stuff yet. 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 <laughs> yet. So is there any magazine that's kicked your ass yet? Something you don't like? <sighs> you really want to bring it up? <laughs> yeah. That's why we're here. Um, the 10, any, honestly, anything 22 for the time being. Uh, the 1022 mag um, has Understandable. been whooping my ass. And if you go on to DefCAD and you look through their magazine, so DefCAD's really nice for those who don't know because um, they give you metrics on uh, like ratings and who's downloaded and how many has downloaded and so on and so forth. Um, so you can kind of see where your design is at and how it's rated and how it's doing. If you look at all the 22 magazines, they have incredibly low ratings and i don't think that's because they're shittily designed i think that's because 22 has such a wide variety of um it's not as standardized as other ammunition so some ammunition might <laughs> turtle <laughs> got him so is it because i hate 22 or do i hate 22 because the magazines are so hard to develop so we'll, we'll throw that out there but there's it's, it's just so unstandardized 22 hates you that, see, and that's what it is. So I made a 1022 mag. I have a video of it, of me shooting 30 rounds through a 1022 with my 1022 mag. It went fantastically, and I could probably go do it again. But that is only because the ammunition that I have and that I put into it, right? I gave those files to other guys um, to test fire, and they had nothing but issues with it. So it's it's they were poor and used crap ammunition, uh, like poor people do. See, that's probably backwards. <laughs> I'm poor. You're going to carry with Tula, okay? Well, well yeah. Hey, yeah, I mean, so, and I completely understand that because 22, even through factory mags, depending on what ammunition you're shooting, might just not fucking work, especially on right. the 1022. 1022s are finicky. So that's the, so probably the that's, nicest way to put it. Yeah, and that's kind of where I stand. I am developing a 22 single stack pistol magazine, which looks a little bit more promising. Um, 22 is a rimmed cartridge. Everybody knows that. Um, and when you incorporate rims into a magazine, it always complicates things. Yep, there it is right there. We even use like the factory style spring and stuff, um, which all kind of works out pretty well. But um, having rim cartridges, you run into like rim lock where the rims don't stack the right way, um, which is one of the huge issues with a 22 drum mag that we're trying to make. 
I think it's been through like three or four devs so far, and nobody has cracked the code on how to fix the rim lock. So um, 20 issues, just one of those cartridges that I try as hard as I can to stay away, but everybody loves it. So it's yeah. difficult to do. Pretty much had to put a space between each individual round to keep the rims from locking together. And then you're just like, well, now it's overly complicated. All right. I mean, so if you want it to be similar, like the, the nine mil drum that I released, where you kind of just load the ammo in at like bulk through the back or front or whatever, you're going to need a fancy system to separate the cartridges and then put them back in whatever orientation you want. We could make top loaded ones, but I don't know. I'm over 22. <laughs> I hate it with a passion. First, first, we were talking about lips. Now we're rim jobs. Okay. Yeah. Killing it tonight, boys. Sounds like a real tough rim job. <laughs> I love Nerf. Nerf's a good dude. He was, he, yeah, he ran that drum beta and uh, he did wonderful things. So, yeah, dude, he he went from like starting in the drum beta to fully completed drum, getting shots fired so fucking fast. Absolutely. Yeah, there was a lot of people that came in um, and really came through in the drum beta, and I appreciate every single one of you, even if you came in and just gave us words of encouragement. I appreciate you guys. Is there anyone in particular you'd like to uh, shout out something like that? Um, there's a guy right now. So he wasn't even in the beta. Um, he's just been hitting me up on Instagram and I'm going to look up his name so I don't get it wrong. He has been going absolutely crazy on the front plates, making all sorts of crazy stuff. And I don't know if I sent you guys. His name's uh, 3D. 3D 2A420. Yeah. That's right. So <laughs> you can look move. him up on Instagram. Right? <laughs> um, dude has been making these crazy base plate or uh, front plates for the drum. I think he made uh, many enemies a custom one that he just printed out, and it looks phenomenal. So shout out dude, to he's him. He's made a shitload too. Ab dude, he doesn't stop anybody that anything that anybody requests in the drum room. He just pumps it out in like 10, 20 minutes. And I know he's working in Tinkercad. And <laughs> I got to give him mad respect for that, even though I don't, I don't condone that activity. <laughs> oh, man. That's right. Leave Tinkercad alone. Just learn fusion. Just learn fusion. It's not that hard. So any uh, things you've learned in running a, a beta and how you would do things differently or how some things you would like, basically some things you would do the same in, uh, in running a beta? Like how, how do you think you should would run it differently or i am a huge fan of using the etherpad the etherpad has been my best friend in running all of my betas um you uh, you can't get over having a joint document that everybody can see you could put links in it they can use you can track who's doing what so on and so forth um i also use a google drive um to host all of my files so instead of having to repost in the chat and then it disappeared 20 messages later. Um, mm -hmm. I have a Google link um, that you can like segregate to just that in your Google Drive. So they only have access to whatever the beta is. Um, and that has worked out really well. Um, and then properly marking your version numbers so they know what files they have versus the most current files. Um, this is only my second beta that I've ever done. Um, and I think it went pretty well. So pretty quick 
Yeah. Uh, we also did something really cool, which I would encourage other developers to do. Um, allowing, we call it a pseudo public beta. Um, so we let members in for a closed beta and they would start their projects and some would finish them. And then as we got a little bit further in the beta, they were allowed to sponsor just non-members or anybody else into the beta who they have seen in other betas or, or new or trustworthy or whatever. Um, and they're allowed to come in and, and help with the beta as well. Um, so that gets them a little bit of recognition, some experience, some FaceTime. Um, and we even had a couple guys get sponsorships out of it. So um, it was pretty neat. You know, it's one of the best ways to get sponsorship, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Public-facing betas. And we always need beta testers. So please yeah. show off your skills. Always. We'll hook you yep. up. I really like that idea. The, the uh, Google Sheets is cool, too. I really struggle with the versioning in uh, in some of my groups. I know, Justin, but you can attest to that. Um, that's that's something that I, I, I think I'm going to keep moving forward. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just tough, especially if that's not uh, – if putting out new versions of files isn't something that you do regularly. You kind of wouldn't think to put that in your skill set, but I really, really like that as an idea. I'm going to steal that moving forward. It, it helps. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't label it infusion. Every time I save it, I just look at whatever the last, the last version number is change it. Yeah. Fee zero point, whatever. Um, and it, it helps a lot. Justin, you had some good ideas on versions and files, didn't you? One of uh, the yeah. So basically what I was talking about, I was talking about in, um, uh, is it, I think it's technically an alpha that I'm currently taking part in is, uh, when, when re releasing the files, uh, so this this uh, project has several files and some of them match up and we talked about this uh, before we went live that I have an older version of one file and a new version of another file and they don't actually match up the two parts don't don't work together anymore because of the change so just um, when releasing or when making changes um, to a file basically uh, if you are just releasing them in a group and not using some kind of files uh, like server share like Danny's using uh, zipping every file that's the current file even if you didn't make a change to the the previous file and just zipping everything together at once and just sending it back out so then uh anyone in your in your in your test group can just delete the old stuff if they so choose or at least put it somewhere else um and just just only work from that that new folder then so you're not accidentally printing you know an older file that you missed or maybe you don't have a file or you lost a file that hasn't been updated since version one. Now you're having to like find that version one file. So it's just something to think about like when you're adding, adding updates to stuff like that. So for sure. Very nice. Really like that idea. I'm going to keep pushing everyone that they should switch to using actual version control, but <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to do it. So, you know, no. just floating the idea, you, consider you it. You can't teach old dog new tricks. That's what it is. What do you mean by version control? Something like Git. Okay. Where it, like, actually incorporates the version into whatever. Yeah. So post. I think the ideal approach is write a plugin for your CAD software that on save creates a commit for you. Then um, add uh, a plugin that lets you automatically increment a, a real version number for when you're like checkpointing a version. And then 
just use your CAD software as you're going and uh, on save, it will create a commit and on uh, you pressing the button, it will increment the real version number and uh, you send the uh, Git repo or whichever version control system you're using to your um, beta testers and they have the full version history. They can jump back to a particular commit. You can do things like um, bisecting the the commit history. So if if there's like a new issue, you can. Okay. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yes. <laughs> Kate, it sounds like you need to code some stuff. You lost me a plugin. Not gonna lie. So I mean, like, if you want to try it, I'll I'll make you a, a fusion plugin so that you can try it out. It, it might not work out. That. It might be misguided. You know, it might be that the workflow that works best for GunCAD isn't uh, heavily version control based. But I think, it, at least in the areas that I have expertise in, version like real version control really works well. Yeah, I would be really really into that. That, uh, okay. that sounds sexy, but if you can make it so that a computer retard like myself can do it, then <laughs> totally 100% on board. Hell yeah, dude. I will literally message you after this and we'll figure something out. I like it. That's <laughs> not happening. Not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not, not tonight. tonight. I want to be drunk. Maybe and, tomorrow. Uh... Remind him tomorrow. <laughs> Actually, Wednesday afternoon's a good time. Wednesday evening, it's usually mm-hmm. a good time. I have a window from 5.30 to 6, no meetings, might grab a drink, it's a good time. Yeah. The man himself has arrived. Okay. Wow. Oh, there he is. Yo, welcome, dude. Welcome, buddy. We were just talking about how ballin' all your front plates are, man. We'd like to see you move to Fusion, but for Tinkercad <laughs> user, not too shabby. I'm just messing with you, man. I mean, it looks like a Mercedes, so. Cape, I sent you an image on Element, uh, and this is something that I'm really proud of and I think is kind of a a milestone to being a dev of some sort. Um, Which one was it? it, Did you just send this? I just sent it. Are you able to look at it? Okay. So somebody posted this in the drum room, um, and it's it's pretty exciting. We'll see. Got to kill this dead spin. There it is. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be uh, whenever you uh, make the world marketplace, that's when uh, you know you made it, right? <laughs> pretty much. You broke the internet. I think that's what it's going to say. Yeah, so we can talk about uh, selling out even the beta test. So the drum mag takes, there it is. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody just sent that to me. Those are all parts for the drum, right? So I was. That is so cool. I'm really excited to see that. It's similar Um, to those. uh, How many of those uh, free red dots did you get the other night? Same thing, right? Well, I, I saw in the chat they were all getting canceled. All those they were all getting canceled. canceled. See, only only R-I-P. this this is actually this is actually stuff being purchased. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. fucking that's, wild, dude. Congratulations, I know, dude. Cool. That's crazy. I appreciate it. So, congratulations. We, we, thank you. We bought out um, Amazon's 
drill press spring stock um, <laughs> in the beta. So uh, I'm sorry for all the people that have to wait like two or three weeks for it to actually get shipped from the manufacturer, but I, I hope to promise that it's well worth the wait. Something else that we all need to be like better at is finding parts in our in our development that aren't going to sell out, or if they are going to sell out, finding manufacturers for them before fi uh, dropping releases, so then yeah. people can actually make the thing. Right. So luckily, <laughs> Amazon had they have their warehouses where it's like oh two day shipping or whatever, but a lot of the people that sell on Amazon can sell direct from their warehouse as well. So you can still get the mainsprings. Um, it just takes a little bit longer to actually ship from the manufacturer, which uh, it, it is what it is. No prime for you. It sucks, but you can use that time for shipping while you're printing the giant mag body that takes 12 <laughs> plus hours to do. Yeah, hopefully getting that in two days isn't uh, life or death for anyone. I would hope not. Speaking of uh, giant mag bodies, uh -oh. what am I looking at? Here? <laughs> <laughs> More what is mag it, mag <laughs> it says may cause cancer in California. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. So back when we were developing the clock mags, I don't know why. And I, there's a picture of the, th the triple threat in there. Um, this was me learning to use the um, uh, the pattern. Uh, yeah, there's there's the triple threat. So you can use the the pattern tool in Fusion, and it makes a pattern. You can make it in a circular pattern. So that was me learning how to how to use that. Okay, tool. so we're gonna take that, and we're all gonna stand. Everybody's gonna put a gun on the end of your star mag. There, we're all gonna shoot it <laughs> together. So the idea is. You guys have heard of the New York Reload, right? No. 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 So the New York Revolver. Right. The yeah. New York Reload is just throwing the current gun, the gun. away yeah, and grabbing yeah. another gun, right? This is just another take on the New York Reload. <laughs> you just turn the mag around, you grab another gun and keep shooting. So yeah. that, that's the whole concept. Really. Southside Chicago Reload. I like that. Uh -huh. Very fun. Uh -huh. Yep. So... Yeah, that one was as many as I could fit. Ooh. What do you got? <laughs> what am I looking at here? That is a big chungus. Um, I don't know why, but comma, <laughs> I am a sucker for guns that I think John Wick would use, and I'm almost certain he just uses the longest slide guns he can find around. Um, so I decided to print one. It's an absolutely beautiful gun. Uh, that's a Booligan gun, if I'm not mistaken, um, and yep. he's done incredible work. Um, I think the 17 long slides are gorgeous. Hmm. Longer slide, longer barrel, better accuracy. That's right. And you look like an absolute G when you're shooting it. <laughs> Do you want to know what this is? You don't want to know what this is. Nah. It's a circle. There it is. It is a circle. Uh, this is the up and coming uh, 556 drum. Um, I got really motivated and was like, I'm going to make a 556 drum. And then I got this far. And then I kind of, I didn't lose interest, but I was like, I kind of got burnt out from it for a little bit. It's the exact same concept as the 9mm, just a little bit bigger. 
Um, and this one's using a pusher arm system instead of the plate system that we have in the 9mm one. Uh, I have yet to test it, um, but I really want to make this one look a little nicer than the 9mm one. Not that the 9mm one doesn't look nice, um, but when you're using 5.56, like if you've seen the P60, I think it is from PMAG, how it's in like a cone shape. It looks pretty nice, right? Sick. I want to do the same thing for yeah. this. Yeah, nice and compact and slick, uh, but still powerful enough. Um, to be able to push those rounds out. So we understand you had you... it's Fourth of July is coming up, so you had to you know work on some more important things than this right now. Yeah, we'll see if we can get it out by Fourth of July. <laughs> I don't know. At least get it in from out Chester's hands by Fourth of July. Yeah, it's important. It's an important uh, timeline. Why did you switch from uh, the design on the the nine mil to the pusher arm instead of the? Um, good question. Because I. So I studied quite a few uh, drums and how they're kind of designed. Um, the Suomi drum is a pusher arm design, and I think it's really neat and really cool and kind of powerful. Um, it's a little bit less, I don't want to say less stressful on the follower itself, but the when you have a plate that has a little slidey boy in it, and I have one floating around here somewhere. Slidey boy plates. Yeah, that's right. So when you have a plate like this and the follower that slides, you'll get like flex. We made this one really thick so it doesn't like flex that much, but you see kind of how it flexes a little bit. That's going to be exaggerated even more when you have uh, a longer cartridge like a 5.56. Five, so um, I decided to try a pusher arm style system and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But it's uh, um, it's just kind of like a R and D type thing, really. So uh, for the for the folks at home that are sort of following along and haven't looked at your drum at all, what mm -hmm. um, what counts as a follower in a drum? Yes. So a lot of people have been like, oh, you could put a thirty round topper on it and you get thirty extra rounds. It's not the case. I don't have the snake follower in this one. Oh. Do I have it in this one? Knocking all sorts of shit over. Um, so with a drum mag, you need... Oh, God, it's not in this one either. So pretty much, you have all this dead space up here that this little follower can't reach so this little follower stops right here right so you need a, a way to get all the ammo that's in this the the, the mag riser yeah the little tower you need um some way to get that up higher so we have something called a snake follower which is pretty much a string of dummy rounds that pushes all the way up to the feed lips itself um so the longer your tower the more dummy rounds you're going to need um so if you have a 30 round mag tower you're gonna need 30 <laughs> rounds in here to push all that ammo to the top so the drum is roughly 55 round capacity regardless of what topper you put on it doesn't matter if you have a little short svtr one or a glock 1917 whatever it is 55 round capacity because any extra length is going to get covered by those dummy rounds does that answer your question cape did i ever explain that i think so so okay <laughs> 
Which one? The over-explainer yeah, answer question. <laughs> the, um, the, the tower sort of cheats you out of any extra rounds you might get because you need to fill those rounds in with the snake follower. Correct. Standard capacity. That's right, Zip. <laughs> I love Zip. Do all drums use a snake follower? No, the Suomi drum does not because it doesn't have a mag tower. But if you look at uh, uh, P mag, right from the if, drum itself, right? If you look at P mag, any of them that have a mag riser on it, if you look at the inside, um, this is part of the research and development, finding videos of people who disassembled their drums. So I could be like, "What the fuck is that?" So I can like cheat. T90 mag, same way. Two rollers in it; they act as the same same thing. So if you the, the clear beta drums, the big double drums, if you look in the back of them, you could see those little snake followers right in the back. Now, I don't know if they're called snake followers, as we call them, because they like move like a snake. But um, That's what yes. they're called now. Don't you worry. They're called now. Hey. They were called rollers before that. Whoever that called them that mean. before, they didn't know any better. We are Morons. trendsetters. That's right. right. Morons. <laughs> I just want everybody to notice that Cape's hair is down. We switched from like Dan oh, to back and like all of a sudden show, huh? tear is down. Part of the show? There you go. Like, <laughs> He's gone from business to casual. Oh, yeah, yeah Dan. We're now on the second drink, so that's why. I guess so, technically the third because we did one in the, the pre show. Justin, are those rollers? Yeah, these so are those P90 are, mags. Are they. Okay. So those are so different. What those, they do. those just well, rearrange the the round in the, the correct orientation, right? Uh, well, they act the same as your drum mag does because they have to be there to push the round and turn it at the last. To hit the spring okay. can't go down and turn, right? Right, 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 right. right. So got to get it through the last the, bit of the this, turn. It's doing okay. the same thing that your your snake followers are doing. It's the same concept. It's just sure. a different orientation. Right. Mm. So I was going to ask when you say that you're uh, you're studying the drums. You mentioned you're just checking out disassembly videos. Do you um, have you been able to to cut any drums in half, or are you pretty much you're going to find YouTube videos and then disassemble if you already own one? So I can I don't know if it's proudly say I can say that I have never bought a magazine just to dev it. I've either developed something off of a design that I already have, like the forty three mags. Um, or it's a lot of in-depth um, looking for uh, details from other people's videos, right? All those, it's it's surprisingly hard to find somebody just disassembling a magazine and being like, this is how it works. It's more like, hey, my mag's broken and this is how I fixed it. And then you kind of look for like little screenshots in their video of like, oh, that's what I'm looking for. Let me zoom into this like really pixelated image and kind of guess what's going on. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. The reverse engineering process is, it's tough. It is. It's really, really tough. Yeah. It's kind of like solving a puzzle. And I, I think that it's, it's fun. It sounds like you kind of enjoy it. Is that, is that fair I, to say? Yeah, I do. It's like, it's like a treasure hunt, right? There were many times developing this magazine where it's like something's off, but it's like, you obviously know that it's doable because these, all these companies are doing it. It's just like, what is their secret recipe and what am I missing from that? And then once you find that, it's like, Eureka, I did it. Let's let's get this rolling to the next problem or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
Have you started having dreams about uh, the the fixes for the problems that you have in your designs yet? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> you haven't dreamed in 3D space? No, but uh, that would be very productive if I could. <laughs> it's also really disconcerting. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Ooh, we really want to talk about this? Yes. Um, this is the double drum, um, but it's not just a regular double drum. It's not like a beta. It's a double drum, double tower. It's for the Glocknovsky, um that I print shit as deving. Um, right now we're having a little bit of issues with feeding, but I think that's the uh, dual tower design. Um, we're going to try and get the mag to sit a little bit higher because right now he's having some issues with um, the feed ramp. Um, but we are working it. What it is is two independent systems that are feeding rounds. Um, on this topic, I do plan soon to make a beta-style dual drum um, that uses a single tower and just uses regular single or uh, double stack uh, geometry on the inside. So um, be on the lookout for that. So are you officially or unofficially calling this the Glock and Balls? I, again, <laughs> my naming schemes are really boring, um, but I am never against uh, anybody's nickname or whatever they want to call it. So the Glock and Balls, if that's what the people want, that's what they're going to get. They'll get the whole Glock and Balls. Eh? That's right. If the that's whole the Glock and Balls. just got to ask for it. I like that. Oh, there they are. My beauties. I love that one of the first things that you did with the SVTR that I, I never really thought about, but as soon as I saw you do it, I was like, wow, that is an absolute no brainer is you took that piece of the, uh, the, the rear tower and you made that um, a separate reprintable piece that you can just install with those screws like that. Cause I know I, when I printed um, a couple of nylon SVTRs back when I was still fully retarded, when it came to printing, <laughs> um, I wasted so much nylon trying to yeah. do those and uh, I saw that and I was like, this is absolutely genius. Even though it's such like a simple thing, little fixes like that where they, they really, they made me think that you're going to be someone special. I'm, I'm glad that uh, you, you've come to the point that you have. That's so cool, dude. I appreciate it. Great. So I know people are, are against flanges, um, but I too um, have lost many an SVTR from trying to get the upper receiver out and just like cracking that upper portion of it. Um, mm -hmm. So this way, if you crack it, break it, whatever you can see on the one on the right has a pick rail adapter. The one on the left has like a rear notch adapter. You can make whatever you want for the little rear towers without having to print a whole nother receiver. I am a big fan of the single piece receiver design because really easy. You just print it and then shove all the shit inside. Um, uh, but that is just the one small change that I, that I really enjoyed uh, making to the SBTR. Yeah. Did you like the folder or the uh, the telescoping brace better? I like them both equally. They both work really well. Um, the sauerkraut brace um, is a fan favorite. Middleton made makes wonderful designs. I'm a big fan of his work. Um, and when he started releasing the uh, the mount step to everything, I made a DB9 one for Turtle. I made the SBTR one. Um, it just fits in really well to that design. So I really enjoy the sauerkraut brace. Very cool. This is a special drum that's on screen now. This is a 75, 77 round drum. Um, 
I have yet to test it. This is pretty much an optimal optimal layout for the inside of the drum. We're trying to take advantage of as much space as we can. The problem that we run into is we run out of uh, spring tension, right? So that, that's a lot of weight to move. 75 rounds is a lot of weight and a lot of friction to move around. So um, it's still in the works. Uh, that's actually this one right here. Um, there's so a video on print. Yep. Yep. And there's a okay. video online of me um, hand cycling all 75 rounds, which worked really well. Um, but of course, live fire has its issues. Um, so we'll we'll see how far we can get. How much does that weigh? Um, a lot. <laughs> it's a couple pounds. Yeah. So I actually had to develop a new SVTR that took Suomi style like a backlatch. Um, because the regular SBTR AR-15 mag release uh, wasn't up for the task when it comes to holding the magazine in. So, um, Makes sense. Fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. There's the bull mag <laughs> with a drum mag in it. Beautiful. Oh, look at that. Yo. Sexy. Yo. Uh, this is mm. one of my favorite things in the entire world. Uh, that is... <laughs> What I'm calling the first drum mag that I've ever printed in my life, uh, or maybe the entire world, we'll see. Um, and at Gunmaker's Match, I kind of handed it around and had people sign it. It's now sitting in a nice glass case at my work on my desk. Um, it is something that I'm extremely proud of. Um, and if Defense Distributed or anybody ever makes a 3D printed gun museum, I'd be absolutely more than happy to donate it um, and have it on display. All your fanboy signatures on there. Uh, all my <laughs> friends, all my my mentors, really. Yep, that was cool. That was such a good idea. That's the the unofficial official GunCAD yearbook is now a drum mag. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, this is it, that that piece is absolutely priceless uh, to me, and I I love it dearly. Mm -hmm. Will you ever shoot it now that it's got the uh, all the signatures on it? Nope, it sits in its little acrylic case, uh, and it's not going anywhere. It's going to stay in there forever. In a museum. It does belong in a museum. Mm -hmm. uh, we're just waiting for that museum to kind of open up. So what I heard is you're going to start a museum. Well, not quite. <laughs> so this is a Firebolt 9 uh, with a little U-bolt in the back. Um, this was kind of showing off the hex mags and the fact that you can load hex mags and they don't detonate. Um, I know quite a few people <laughs> printed the hex mags. It's kind of just for a meme, but people like took it serious and, and printed them. They run. They run just fine. They weigh like 65 grams or something. That's I don't know insane. why you'd want that, but it exists. So, oh. That's the, that's the 45-round Sten mag that I made, or the SVTR mag. Um, if you've ever disassembled a Sten magazine, um, you'll know that the spring is ridiculously oversized. So we take advantage of that by just giving it a longer body um, to, to work its magic in. And it turns out you can fit 45 rounds from the spring. So um, it, it's, <laughs> it's a little ridiculous for my taste, but... Um, a lot of the mags that I release have a 45 round variant that takes send springs. So, Very nice. mag doubles as a monopod. It's fine. 
Yeah, yep. or like a, a stick to grab onto and hit your enemies. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the craziest part to me is that just for 10 rounds less, you can just print this stick mag, but people are losing their minds over drum mags. But to each their own, it is what it is. <laughs> and the stick wet mag probably weighs half of what the drum mag weighs. 100%. Yeah, it takes half the time <laughs> to make one spring. Everything else is printed, but people want drum mags we but it's a drum, drum. yeah that's mm -hmm. exactly it that looks so cool <laughs> and once you get the double drums on the single tower you can also say that like you get your glock's got titties or you could call it monkey nuts or it's the glock and balls like you've got so many better fun <laughs> options yeah you can't discount that I, and i'm not i'm not discounting it i'm waiting for somebody to make a hairy ball version of the front plate it's bound to happen and then we put I mean, it it's gonna happen the, tomorrow uh, now that you said it yeah. 3D 2A Night Alliance <laughs> literally asked 3D 2A420 to make one yesterday. So he is it, on the case. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Oh, man. I love that abomination. Oh, there it is. What there about this is. So this is... Uh, baby. That's right. This is my... Uh, I got... I don't want to sound like I'm blowing smoke. I got kind of bigger hands. They're kind of bony, like Skeletor hands. We'll go with that. <laughs> Dainty hands if you ask 300 Blackout. But um, the regular Scarab had a little lip around the bottom, and the grip was a little shorter. Um, and, and it kind of dug into my hand, and I was like, hey, uh, Swarm, do you mind if I grab the step for that? He said, 100%, because we're best friends, and I love him dearly. <laughs> um that's right and i went into uh i just i just added a little bit longer of a grip um front and back and then added a different uh mag release because the grip was a little bit longer um and that's kind of what i came up with it works well for me um and i think it's an absolutely beautiful gun like i said i, I posted it and i said it makes me feel like a, an 80s villain right and just hold yes. it up and yeah, I, I i think it's beautiful i think it's beautiful yeah. And that's in the release pack for anybody who uh, is looking for it. Um, that is in there under uh, Danny's remix. So if you got any uh, issues with it, available. please come to me. I'll, I'll fix them immediately. I know my CAD gets a little spotty sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm a problem with that front grip. It doesn't look nearly as phallic as it should. I don't think. So. Oh God. <laughs> Again, I leave the art making to, to everybody else. <laughs> it's probably the right length. Just you know. Looks fully erect. Oh, oh. Like Mr. Super Size over here. Okay. Uh, that's TP9 at home, not MP7 at home. Come on. That's right. MP7's coming soon. You tell them, Justin. Right. Hey, they don't know their Gucci guns. If there's any one project I would dev, what would it be? I. I'm just, I don't know. I'm devin all the projects I can. Um, I don't know why I got into launchers, but I love it dearly. It's a lot of fun. Um, I like doing things <clears throat> that people enjoy, if that makes any sense at all. I like to make other people happy with the things I dev. Like when people get excited about the stuff I'm working on, that gets me excited. It gets me motivated to do it. Um, I probably wouldn't be doing this if 
nobody had interest in the things I was doing, right? So you guys think of what you want. Um, and I'll try to do my best if nobody else is making it. There's a lot of stuff out there that a lot of devs are making some cool-ass shit. Um, I've had to I, uh, duct tape my erection down for the last, like, eight days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this GM94 concept stuff is... Uh, yeah. Is, is really fun to dev. I've had a really good time doing it. Um, we'll see what the next what the next bit is. Um, but it's always if it's if it's something that I enjoy doing and I really want to do it, I'm just gonna do it, right? So there's no dream project that I've thought of and haven't done yet um, until it until it pops up someday. So we'll see. I mean, Have I did my shot? daily scroll through your room and I was like, oh, there's a there's a launcher in here now. Oh, well, it gets crazy the in there. Half moves up it the favorites now. That there's not 800 uh, posts <laughs> every five minutes in this room, and there's a launcher in here now. Yeah, that room gets out of hand pretty quick, but we love it. I love all Excellent. the guys in there. So, have you fired any 37 millimeter yet? Not a single one. I do have a kit coming from Taken uh, Defense. I have a a thump and grind kit on the way and i have all the stuff to make it well i guess i'm getting the kit so i don't need all the stuff to make it so um i've been devving my own um projectiles you know that bit we've been working on a little bit trying to figure out some gas check stuff to get a, a little bit consistency out of our 37 mils but much excitement um, yeah we'll see gonna where have that to, comes. gonna have to hit me up about that danny i'll work yeah. on stuff for you i I'll got some more 37 millimeter than anybody <laughs> I, did, I got uh, some uh, some little st hand flares that you like uh, ignite and hold or whatever. We're gonna see if we can make some nice illumination rounds out of those. I am I'm all about illum rounds or whatever whatever you're trying to test. I did uh what I did like 150 ram set uh, self fucking uh, whatever um, rifled projectiles one day in mm -hmm. the field by the house just uh, for the stuff and grind beta. Yeah, got, so that, while you guys are at it, can we or taking requests? Can we get some IR parachutes <laughs> for all the NVGs that you have, or what? Yes. Hey, hey, you're gonna share some, those? I will. And it's glorious when he does. <laughs> hey, some of us party bit. during the nighttime. So all, all right, all right. <laughs> So the, the GM94 that I am developing does have a locking system and metal breech. Um, it, it's kind of hard to see in the picture, but right under, um, I don't even, right under the breech, I guess. Um, those are metal locking bars that I'm developing that come up and reach behind the breech to kind of lock it in there. Um, I know Zero Fuck said he wanted to shoot a little bit more spicy rounds out of a launcher. So we're going to try and accommodate him with this. Um, so we're gonna we'll try high lows. So I was watching some low lows. I was watching some forgotten weapon stuff, and he explained how high lows work. So I don't think there's any reason why we can't do it. We'll see. Hey, I I got 65 grams out of my thump and grind, and I so, didn't blow my hand off. So hopefully everybody can keep their <laughs> thumbs intact during Woo! testing. You only happened I, one, right? I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will recommend uh, you will probably test this with a string first. Um, I also don't have anywhere around here to test it, so 
That's oh, for life insurance. Oh, that's awesome. You're fine. You can buy some commercial rounds. They're going to shoot like seven feet. Get some of the bunk smoke rounds. You, you'll be fine. Just do it in your backyard. Ram sets are good in the house. You can do sock pops. Just load a sock in there. I, good. Shoot it at your wife. You've seen I, I, I had have... 20 or 30 tests in the cul-de-sac in my neighborhood with the kids playing. It's fine. I mean, low, I so I live in the re- south. Low powder. I live in the south, so people might be excited about me launching a launcher outside of my <laughs> house. There's no telling, so we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. If you shoot fireworks, uh, stoked about it. Just tell them you're practicing for Fourth of July. That's right. Get too far out into the Fourth of July weeds. I just wanted to say um, <laughs> we're hitting one hour and thirty minutes now. Uh, we don't so have zero. we are going to close up <laughs> so Zero doesn't beat my ass later. Um, so for everyone who's watching along, the the that video right there, that will be the after party. So we will start streaming the after party immediately after this. Um, it's going to be fun. We'll stream indefinitely without getting yelled at by Zero. So that's, you know, that's the real fun part. <laughs> Also, don't um, forget to hit the like button so we can get on the map a little bit better. All right, dude, hit the bell like and subscribe. Hit the subscribe, subscribe the bell, man. the like button, hit it all, so you guys can know that same time, same bat channel next Saturday. That's right. Hey, don't forget to post your Gat Labs. We want to see how good your shop is. Yes, I've seen some sexy up. setups, right? Going to get a free roll of nylon, $90 value, shipped to your door. Okay. Also, use coupon code FeedLips for a 69% off date night with Danny Meatball. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, yes. You're Count how many times Danny said FeedLips tonight, and you're the first one to text the correct answer. You get yes. your choice of shirt or shirtless on said date night. Wow. <laughs> Unpervy to myself. Look, well, there's that that lip you hate, Danny. It, it's not that I hate it. I enjoy it's okay. It. Look, I can't even print a whole a whole thing, so you did way better than me. Uh, my first couple <laughs> prints, there was a lot of layer shifts going on. That's not the design fault. That is my printer's fault, which is disassembled. Same. We'll get into that in the after party. <laughs> and on that note. I'm ending the stream. Zero, you can't beat me up. I ended only one minute late. Uh-oh, <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you in the see after party. Bye, see guys. Y'all later. Okay, love you. Bye.